this is the old show feed for the LGBTQ podcast that gives you news and views from a non-straight perspective. We took the eight out of the name, so the podcast was renamed Not Straightcast, all spelled out as of episode 32. The last episode on this old feed is episode 35. Episode 36 and beyond are now located on the new feed. All the links are located on our website, notstraightcast.com, where you can search for Not Straightcast in your favorite podcast app. Also, visit notstraightworld.com for links to all of our websites. If ensuring speed and security for your websites is a top priority for you, then search no further than Vox Onyx's shared website hosting plans. Vox Onyx uses SSD-powered servers and provides numerous site acceleration tools that will make your websites load noticeably faster. Additionally, Vox Onyx has deployed ZFS data storage to shield your website contents from corruption. Also, Voxonix will manage the task of migrating all the websites you need to their system at no cost to you. Get started with a free 30-day trial. You don't even need a credit card at voxonix.com. That's V-O-X-O-N-X.com. Afterwards, it's only $4.42 per month. Visit voxonix.com to get started now. This is Not Straight Cast with Jason Bailey and Joe Crynock. Welcome to Not Straight Cast number nine for April 29th, 2021. We're the show that gives you news and views from a not straight perspective. I'm Joe. And I'm Jason. Joe, how was your week? Oh boy, I feel so much better than I did for the past two weeks. So that's Yeah, I know you were right feeling, feeling kind of like crap for a while there. Yeah, so and finally... Finally, last week, after we recorded the show, like a day or two afterwards, finally started feeling better. So, um, the cough is completely gone now. I'm perfectly fine. So, I decided to go out this weekend, you know. Oh, nice. Yeah, I wore the uh, Not Straight Cast shirt that we bought. Remember Did we were- uh, anybody notice it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got a few notices there. They had mentioned, oh, we saw your ad on the TV. Because we're also running ads on the TV at P-Town Bar. And the reason behind that is, out of full disclosure, mm-hmm. is that I redid P-Town's website for them. I'm still working on it, but we got it into a much better shape than it was before. Nice. You know, it's like whenever it says, hey, this is a WordPress site, that's a bad sign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whenever I go to a business website and it says this is a WordPress site, uh, or if a business's website is like blank at wix.com or you know oh, wix.com you know i'm like okay these uh this is never getting updated you did it for free that that's what it screams to me whenever i see a wix site oh uh, for me it screams they're not paying attention to this they didn't feel like putting the effort in and it's not ever going to be updated with the most current information so i may as well just look elsewhere right yeah it's just um Absolutely amazing there. Wow, we could get a whole entire discussion about website design, i tell you what. You know what? Just screw the rest of the episode, everything we had planned. Let's just do this for an hour. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about HTML. Yeah. Oh, my God. So uh, so how uh, uh, how was it out this weekend? I didn't, uh, I didn't join you. It wasn't, uh, wasn't a weekend out for me, but uh, you ended up going out. I was kind of surprised you didn't want to go out there, but you seemed like you were preoccupied even on like when I saw you on Wednesday for dinner mm-hmm. uh, that you really wanted to be doing other things other than having dinner with me. Number one. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's not no, how no. I felt. No, no, no. I, I'm joking. Anyways. <laughs> no, but you seem like you were very excited about some movies coming out and everything. Yeah. So, you know, during the pandemic, we've spent a lot of time just sitting around the house. I've spent a lot of time just sitting around the house, kind of looking for things to do. There's not a whole lot to look forward to right now. You know what I mean? Very few things going on in my life, not a whole lot to look forward to. I, but uh, I play a game called League of Legends, uh, and uh, in the public beta, they had introduced some new things that I was excited about. The Mortal Kombat movie was coming out. That's something that I was excited about. And I just kind of, uh, I was very excited about about those two things. 
uh, so much so that I just kind of wanted to stay in and do those things and not really go out. Not only that, but you know, the last time we went out, I drank too much and I need a minute before I do that again. <laughs> well, see, I'm pretty good at tempering myself whenever I drink nowadays. I think once you get older, you kind of lose the ability to be able to drink like you did in your 20s and your 30s. Oh, you're damn right about that. Yeah. I mean, you're probably noticing that already. Oh, I've been I've been noticing that for a long time. Throughout the last number of years, it takes less and less and less alcohol to make me feel like absolute garbage. Yeah. So I usually temper myself, but the problem is not everybody else around me does that, but and I don't always notice that. Nonetheless, um, yeah, I had quite a fun weekend there. Um, we're awesome. going to talk about that more on our extra cast, which is our podcast for our Patreons, which is also going to get released this week as well. So if, um, if you want to hear that episode, which we're going to release the same day that comes out for uh, you normal folks out there, you peons. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe I shouldn't say that. I, I don't know. No. Anyways, we just you, you, full you disclaimer. Clubs. We love everybody yes. that's listening to this right now. All three of you. Yes, and you know who we particularly <laughs> love. I do know who we particularly love. Go ahead. That would be Rafe. Yes. Yes. So Rafe is uh, the first person to become one of our uh, Patreon subscribers at the higher tier. Uh, yes. So here's a huge shout out to Rafe. Thank you for the support. We very much appreciate the support and we're happy that you are entertained by us. Absolutely. Trust me. We cannot be more thankful. Yep. Now let's talk about the name Rafe. I thought that was such a cool name when I saw it there. It is a cool so name. It's English, Scandinavian and German. It's a given name for a male used in many countries across the world, but most popular in English speaking countries. It's of Old Norse origin, meaning Council of the Wolf, or Wise Wolf. Oh, wow. Apparently, it's a spelling representation of the traditional pronunciation of the name Ralph. Really? Yes. So, huh. It's now a pronunciation now largely restricted to the upper classes, which Rafe belongs in, so for becoming our patron. So thank you. Fantastic. Anyways, Fantastic. we're rich now. So, Jason, when are you buying your Mercedes? <laughs> well, I... <laughs> Did, did you ever go to the dealership this weekend, right? Yeah, probably. Well, you know, I would never buy a Mercedes, first Me neither. off. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. I think that everybody that I know knows exactly what car I want, and I think I talk about it frequently. You know you know the answer to this, right? I don't. No, tell me. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm, like, scratching my head thinking, what kind of car does he like? What kind <laughs> so, of car do you like? I don't, I don't know why, but I talk about this frequently, and everybody's going to laugh. My favorite car is the Kia Soul. You know what? That's a pretty cool car, actually. It's even gotten just cooler over the years. Yeah. Uh, a company that I used to work for mm -hmm. would rent me. Oh, okay. Yeah, we had this conversation. I yeah. remember now. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, they would rent me different cars uh, frequently. I was always on the road with them, and I was getting different rental cars like every week. I rented a Kia Soul. And it just like the cruise control was perfect. I was driving like super long stretches of road. So I would use the cruise control quite a lot. The turn radius was it would turn on a dime. I the stereo just everything. I just liked everything about it. So I just started renting Kia Souls after that. And the next car I buy is going to be a Kia Soul. You know, what's interesting. I myself, I drive a Scion XB. Unfortunately, Scion doesn't exist anymore. Right. As a car company, it's now just Toyota again. But the thing that amazed me is that I've had this car for almost 11 years now. So it's a 2010. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've had no major trouble with the car other than my alternator going out like a year or two ago. But, oh, wow. I mean, you have an older car that happens. Car has 115,000 miles on it. It still drives well, you know, but it's starting to fall apart in various little ways. Like some of the springs in my seat have like busted and they're poking through the back. Sure. You know, it's just dumb after stuff eleven that's years. That's yeah. that's not mm -hmm. too bad, though. Exactly. Yeah, and plus, also too, I used to be a smoker, so I smoked in the car up until two years ago when I quit. Probably still has that smell in there. I just don't notice it anymore. People told me it smells a little mildewy. You know, oh damn, various places. I mean, it's not like you get it and it's like awful. You know, it looks fine. You've seen. It. I didn't. I didn't notice any scent whenever I was in your vehicle. Well, you're also a smoker, so you wouldn't know, right? I have friends that that smoke in their car, okay, and and in their house, yeah. I 
I go into those those places and I can smell it and it's overwhelming. Well, it's uh, if they have like no ventilation in there at all, you know, it's going to be right. Oh my god, right. But if you wind down a window or open up a window, that makes a huge difference. Sure, sure. Nonetheless, the car's gotten good usage out of it there, hundred fifteen thousand miles, and it's still driving fine. That's awesome. I'm pretty much at the point now. I'm going to drive it until it's dead. But the point I was trying to get at here was is that I'm going to look at um, buying a Kia myself, actually. The Kia Seltos. I'm looking to get an SUV next time. Oh, so nice. it's either that, maybe um, Jeep Cherokee's on the list, or even a Jeep. Um, it's not a Wrangler. It's the other one there. Um, it's a smaller one. You know, there's a few different cars on my list. There are Hyundai Tucson. You know, I want something that's yeah. not horribly expensive, yet is like a little mini SUV, about the same size as my Scion. Sure. Because that thing has been so useful. And the thing I've never been able to figure out is why the Scion failed and the Kia Rio has succeeded. I know, right? You I'm know, sorry, not not the Rio, the Soul. Oh, my God. The Soul, yeah. I'm, I'm downsizing you into a subcompact. Well, the, <laughs> um, the Scion looks different. And it's it's not the same. So I've never driven I've never driven your box car. It's very easy to drive. I tell you what, Is when it? I first drove it, yeah, because I went from driving a Honda Civic, a loaded Honda Civic, to this hmm. this box. It's like uh, the Kia Soul. I liked it because of its size and the way that it drove. You know, pull, pulling out of this parking lot and many other parking lots in Pittsburgh, where the streets are really really narrow, and you've got people parked on both sides of the street, you basically have to make a 90 degree turn. Uh, and in some vehicles, that's very difficult, depending on the placement of the parked cars. But it wouldn't matter how crowded or clustered it was, the Kia Soul would just turn right around them very easily. Then later, I drove a Kia Sportage, and it was not the same thing, not the same feel, not the same cruise control, not well, the much same car. anything. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't know what it's like to drive your vehicle but it's probably it's, somewhere in between i would imagine yeah it's yeah. different mechanics it's not mm -hmm. it's not going to feel the same plus the kia soul looks cooler yeah i mean it keeps looking nicer <laughs> and nicer so nonetheless uh thanks for listening to car talk yeah this is <laughs> this has been uh not straight car talk or or car cast i don't car know car cast yeah not, not <laughs> this should be not car cast really <laughs> yeah Nonetheless, we have a ton of news to cover this week. So. We do have some news. Yes. So, the right. big one here in Pittsburgh this week. Yeah, let's get started with this one. I, so, I'm going to go ahead and read off this article, and then I'll let you get into it. We've got yeah. Gary Van Horn uh, uh, avoiding more crimes, basically. Basically, avoiding prosecution. So... Former Delta Foundation president gets probation for impersonating an officer and forgery. Uh, the former head of a, a now defunct LGBTQ advocacy organization, which we all know here in Pittsburgh, uh, is Delta, will yes. serve two years probation and 300 hours of community service for impersonating a first responder and forging official documents. And his name's Gary Van Horn. He appeared before the Allegheny County Common Pleas judge on Friday. And he was there for charges of forgery, tampering with records, and impersonating a public servant, and uh, was admitted into the Accelerated Rehabilitative Disposition Program, basically, instead of going to jail. Yeah, that's called ARD for short. ARD. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know. I've never been in it. But <laughs> yeah, I, I meant to ask you before we recorded this podcast, before we get deep into this here, you're not in any legal trouble in any way, nor have you ever been arrested, right? <laughs> I got, we're going to, do you want to go on another tangent? Because I've got one. I, I, I got an underage drinking charge that I had okay. to pay a fine for. Okay. One week. Before my 21st birthday. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. So you're not out there harming people, right? That's no. the key I'm trying to find out here. And, and pretending to be, not, I'm definitely not pretending yeah. to be a sheriff. Yeah. I mm -hmm. uh, So previous, this isn't the first time. Previously, uh, Gary was not charged uh, relative to the organization, which announced it's, it's dissolving in August. 
but uh, he's been, uh, you've got all the information on this, but th- this isn't the first time that he's been uh, looked at, but not charged. Basically, the reason why he got charged was is that he was spotted working traffic control in an intersection close to a nearby fire call in his neighborhood. His vehicle was equipped with emergency lighting. So when an officer questioned him about it, Van Horn went to his house to get the documents to show the vehicle was authorized to have emergency lighting, although those documents were for another vehicle. Then, on September 27th of 2019, the same SUV was reported as suspicious by two women protesting in front of Planned Parenthood on Liberty Avenue in downtown Pittsburgh. Okay. The vehicle, police said, had the emergency lights on and turned in front of the two women who felt threatened by it. And then Sheriff William Mullen, he never authorized Van Horn, who's a reserve sheriff's deputy, to use the emergency lights or license plates. So, and then his attorney, Phil DeLucente, said his Mm -hmm. client had never had any intent to harm anybody. Therefore, ARD was a great way to dispose of the case. Now, what's kind of shitty about the situation is, is that I think a day or two before he got charged or arrested or whatnot, mm-hmm. um, there's the Sisters Pittsburgh Transgender Advocacy Organization. Yes. Their building burnt down, and um, Sue Kerr from Pittsburgh Lesbian, she mm-hmm. commented on her blog. She said, what if Gary was outside directing traffic for that? How safe would you feel? You know? Yeah. So we have Mr. Van Horn pretending to be a sheriff, you know, right? with his lights and everything, directing traffic. I don't know if that's how he gets his jollies off, but apparently so. Yeah. But his history with Delta Foundation, it just gets way worse. Okay. First off, they bought this building on the north side, which was way entirely too big for them having just two employees. Gary being one who apparently was not paid, and then there was another one there who kind of... Ran the organization whenever Gary wasn't there. So with that building, uh, they bought that and they renovated it, but they never got the permits. So they got fined $25,000 in district court for making unauthorized exterior alterations to their building. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Another thing is with Delta is, is that they've been accused for being a front for basically running pride parties in the pride celebration downtown. And that's pretty much all they would do. Sure. Cause it just seemed like they would never do anything that's else. The only, that's the only thing that I know them for is the pride parties, but apparently they weren't even doing that right. Um, they hired Kesha and, um, I guess they booked her for $200,000. Okay. Okay. Which, first off, if you're a foundation advocating for the rights of LGBT folks in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. you should not be spending that kind of money on entertainment for pride. I'm sorry. I Apparently agree. they didn't because they still owe her $190,000 of that money. Oh, wow. That they agreed to pay her. So I wonder and what then, happens with that now that they've dissolved. And well, they're not going to get their money, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then on top of that too, there a few years ago, maybe if you remember, they booked Iggy Azalea. Iggy Azalea. Yes. Iggy yeah. Azalea. Yeah. That's a hard name to pronounce once again. <laughs> you know, that became national news because, you know, the folks in Pittsburgh rightly had an uproar about it. You know, um, that was the year that Iggy dropped out and then Nick Jonas came in. If you remember that, like right. I do remember minute. that. Yeah. Yeah. The rescue us. And then 2018. Remember the Abbott tribute band? You know, I liked the ABBA tribute band and I <laughs> but, went and watched But remember, them. everybody was up in arms. It's like, you guys haven't booked anybody. What's going on here? So, you know, they're yeah. just dropping the ball there, too. Uh, another thing people were pissed about, they accepted EQT as a sponsor, mm-hmm. which had a history of anti-LGBTQ donations. Their board was totally white, cisgender, male, you know. Yeah. Didn't represent the Pittsburgh community very well. It got to the point where people were getting so pissed off, they had to have armed security at their meetings. From what I understand, that's crazy. Also, too, I didn't you know, know how that. like most foundations also like tell you where their money goes each year. You know, they give you like nice little glossy brochure. Yeah, Delta never did that. You know. Oh wow. I mean, so and they only did it way too late. You know, if they did do it, and they never actually disclosed actually how much. Okay. Them being a front for pride, it was just showing more and more and more. Yeah. You know, in the actions in which they were doing. You know, there was also other questions, too. Gary had this business called Thrill Water Sports. 
<laughs> it was kind of funny that right after Pride, <laughs> all of a sudden, Thrill Water Sports bought two new jet skis or something like that, you know, from oh, wow. allegedly from what I've heard. So, you know, or other types of floating devices or whatnot. But yeah, yeah. I, I was looking at that name. I'm like, really a gay man naming their <laughs> entertainment boating company? Real water sports. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I just heard you laugh when you said that. Yeah, it's makes, also too is that whenever. Yeah. <laughs> also too, whenever um, Gary resigned from Delta's board, mm-hmm. person took over. It wasn't much better. Oh yeah, he was accused of uh, stalking somebody. Ended up um, having to pay restitution and probation and everything. Oh wow! Do you have to have a criminal history? To be the leader of the Delta Foundation. Apparently, that must be the case. <laughs> I know, right? You know, it's just um, crazy. And then, to top this all off, Gary's been in trouble before. Um, he oh, used wow. to work for CCAC, and apparently he leased a car or bought a car and had all kinds of computer equipment and everything there. Basically, stealing money, you know, from their theater program there. So. Oh, wow. I'm not sure what happened with that there. I mean, I imagine he got admitted into ARD for that as well. So that kind of surprised me too. It's like, what? Somebody can be admitted into ARD twice, but I guess if there's a long enough time period between your crimes, hey, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so wow. that's why I've not been to Pride for the past few years, because honestly, the organization sucked balls. I would go I to grab something to eat. So a lot of times I would be at Club Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, during Pride, because during Pride is like Club Pittsburgh's Christmas, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, it's just packed nonstop. So I would be there helping the employees, washing laundry, uh, doing everything that I could to support the staff there. But I would often spend thirteen, fifteen, eighteen hours a day there, and halfway through that day, I'd be like, you know what? Screw it. I need something to eat, so I would run down to the festival and grab some street food. Yeah, I'm not saying that the idea of a pride festival or parade is a bad thing. Yeah. There's organizations that are taking it over here in Pittsburgh now. I imagine they'll be doing something like that as well, you know. Right. No big deal. You know. It's the people running it I had issues with, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And if I've been at Pride before, it's usually because I'm working in a booth or something. Right. You know, I, I helped out a friend one year who had a vintage clothing store. Another year, um, you and I used to work for a certain person who the, had a booth uh, there. there yeah. are, are. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say. Maybe someday all, we'll get into that whole thing in the extra cast. We should. Yeah, I think that'd be one of the topics, actually. Yeah. You know, something's been rotten in the state of Delta for a long time. <laughs> it should not have taken Gary getting arrested for Delta to collapse. Yeah. The board members were complicit in this as well, and they shouldn't stand without scrutiny. Hmm. You know, get people who don't fucking have criminal records to run your organizations in Pittsburgh. Crying oh, out loud. Joe's getting mad. I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of shitty people running these Pittsburgh organizations. Yeah. You know, I'm embarrassed to be in the city of Pittsburgh because of these people who can't seem to keep their heads on straight. Yeah. It makes me upset that I live here because of that, because it seems like these other cities can do it, right? Why can't we? You know, and that's the truth. A lot of people from Pittsburgh are going to Columbus and yeah. D.C. And, right. and these other cities that are within five hours of driving distance, and they are enjoying these festivals. They're paying lower prices to get into them or nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're seeing lots of fun entertainment. They're seeing local performers being uh, highlighted, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Then they come back to Pittsburgh and I see they make a post. They're like, "Ugh, I wish that we could have a festival similar to blank. I completely 100% agree with you there. Or it should be one that fits the town size a little better, you know? Yeah, I agree. You know, it's 300,000 people in Pittsburgh. We don't need a. Same type of celebration for a town that has a million people. That's a little different because they have a little better ways of supporting it than we would. Right. I agree. Anywho, <laughs> I'm done discussing that topic. Let's move well, on. Then, yeah. Let's let's talk about uh, Caitlyn Jenner. So Caitlyn Jenner officially is running for governor of California. Unfortunately, it's backed by a team of ex-Trump staffers. <sighs> the Olympian reality television star. Brought an end to speculation that's been going on for weeks by announcing her bid to unseat 
incumbent Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom in a recall election. California has been my home for nearly 50 years, Jenner said. I came here because I knew that anyone, regardless of their background or station in life, could turn their dreams into reality. But for the past decade, we have seen the glimmer of the Golden State reduced by one-party rule that places politics over progress and social interests over people. Jenner described herself as a compassionate disruptor from representing the United States and winning a gold medal at the Olympics to helping advance the movement for equality, she added. I'm a proved winner and the only outsider that can put it in the Gavin Newsom's disastrous time as governor. Her initial news release made no mention of party affiliation. Jenner, however... Was a longtime Republican, and her campaign team is reportedly uh, heaving with former Trump campaign advisors, according to Axios. Uh, yeah, um, she <laughs> apparently has reportedly roped in an array of GOP operatives, fundraisers, and pollsters for her campaign, many of whom worked with Trump in his 2016 and 2020 election bids. So these include Donald Trump's former campaign manager, Brad Parscale, Arnold Schwarzenegger's campaign communications hand, Stephen Chung, and veteran pollster with decades of presidential experience, Tony Fabrizio. Her advisors are optimistic. This race is totally winnable for the 71-year-old, they said. So, however, uh, Caitlin, she is trying to distance herself from some of Donald Trump's views there. Right. You know, basically, it's almost more libertarian. It's like, you know, socially liberal, physically conservative. Jill Stein. Yeah, Yeah. basically what technically Republicans should be, okay? Because Republicans usually believe in less government, less intrusion into your lives. Okay. But what's actually happened in reality is is that they've, you know, shown that they want to invoke religion and everything into the conversation. Trans activists, though, are not excited, though, by this campaign ship for obvious reasons. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah, Jennifer Finney Boylan, transgender writer and professor at Barnard College, appeared on multiple episodes of Jenner's TV show, I Am Kate. Okay. Considers herself a friend, but she is not an admirer of Jenner's politics. She said, <laughs> I wish her well personally, but I can't see how the conservative policies she is likely to embrace will help Californians. Right. Her support of Donald Trump, the most virtually and vocal anti-LGBTQ president in American history, and her decision to hire Trump's inner circle for a campaign are just two examples of why. Oh, so, wow. yeah. Nonetheless, uh, there is an article out there that just pretty much just bashes on that. And I've seen even posts on Facebook that have said, uh, make sure that, you know, you I've seen those too. name and yeah. don't vote for her. It's <laughs> the, the one that I saw said, it is important to use the correct gender pronouns for Caitlyn Jenner, but still don't vote for her. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. I mean, here's the weird part about California. Mm -hmm. I mean, they had Arnold Schwarzenegger as governor. He was a Republican. Yeah. He seems to be more reasonable than any other candidate I've ever seen. Unfortunately, he couldn't run for president because he's wasn't born in the United States. Right. California is kind of weird in that regards. They usually have a tendency to elect celebrities. Ronald Reagan, for example, was the governor of California. Yeah. Or they'd sometimes elect people twice. You know, Jerry Brown was there twice, actually. Right. Um, Gavin, he was the mayor, what, San Francisco, I believe. And, um, you know, so, I mean, her chances aren't necessarily bad in regards with that, you know? Right. I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. And honestly, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, politics not perfect, but I don't think it would be absolutely horrible either, you know? I have a tendency to kind of, uh, when it comes to my politics there, you know, try to see a good in people, you know, until I'm proven wrong. Sure. I can understand that. I, I, I'm somewhat policy driven. I, I want to know what their plans are. What's, what do they plan on doing? I also want to compare what their plans are with how realistic those plans can be. I, based on, you know, the, the current, you know, federal governments and different chains that they have to go through to get, uh, to get law passed and whatnot. Um, so if somebody comes out with these extremely extravagant plans that I know could never pass, then I know that they're just full of shit. <laughs> or they're intentionally trying to hurt somebody, for example, yeah. like those anti-trans bills in all the Southern states. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of uh, hurting somebody, I uh, let's go over this uh, this next one here real quick. I uh, we are on the road to having 
an actual HIV vaccine. Yes. Uh, and it's uh, Moderna is the one who is paving the way, and it was actually based on, or maybe the progress was boosted by their COVID vaccine. So let me go into this real quick. It's not a long story. Uh, new HIV vaccine based on Moderna's COVID jab shows huge promise after first human trials. And then it goes on to say- That's great news, huh? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, the new vaccine has shown huge promise in the fight against HIV with the treatment successfully stimulating the production of antibodies in human trials. So basically- We've got uh, a new HIV vaccine that was based off of the off of the COVID uh, vaccine. It's ninety seven percent effective uh, in the participants that they've tried it on in phase one of the human trials, and that makes it reportedly the most effective HIV vaccine to date. Dr. William Sheaf, a professor and immunologist at Scripps Research. Uh, and executive director of vaccine design at IAVI's Neutralizing Antibody Center, whose laboratory developed the vaccine, said the vaccine is targeted to set off the stimulation of the cells that elicit the production of a variety of neutralizing antibodies. Basically, it does what a vaccine is supposed to do triggers the response that your body would have if it were going to fight off the virus. Then your body is able to fight off the virus if it comes in contact with the virus in the future. This mRNA-based mm -hmm. stuff there that's been coming out, obviously, for the COVID vaccine, yeah, which is what the Pfizer and the, and the Moderna ones are based off of. Right. Yeah, it seems like uh, it may have many more uses there. This is actually like the um, the COVID vaccine is the first one to actually use this. Correct. Which is why people were kind of surprised why it was able to be developed so quickly. But this research has been going on for years and years and years. So the fact right. that they were actually able to try out something on everybody, i.e. COVID, right. I think has actually helped other things out there too. So, th I mean, this is fantastic news if this ends up being the case here, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So far, so good, you know? So the... Uh uh, they refer to it in this article uh, in a quote as COVID tech acceleration. Mm -hmm. uh, and they say that the COVID tech acceleration really could change the game for not just HIV, but also cancer in the future. Freaking fantastic news, right? I mean, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so maybe there's anything good to come out of this here. It's that we may have cures for things that, you know, we have not been able to deal with so far. So, yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's end this section on a high note. We finally got a good, happy story. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so coming up next, we're going to talk about Andrew Yang's losing an LGBTQ group's endorsement. A trans billionaire may be moving their company out of Tennessee. A new Joe Exotic series and an earthquake-inducing moment of conclusion <laughs> as Not Straight Cows continues after this. If ensuring speed and security for your websites is a top priority for you, then search no further than Vox Onyx's shared website hosting plans. Vox Onyx uses SSD-powered servers and provides numerous site acceleration tools that will make your websites load noticeably faster. Additionally, Vox Onyx has deployed ZFS data storage to shield your website contents from corruption. Also, Voxonics will manage the task of migrating all the websites you need to their system at no cost to you. Get started with a free 30-day trial. You don't even need a credit card at voxonics.com. That's V-O-X-O-N-X.com. Afterwards, it's only $4.42 per month. Visit voxonics.com to get started now. Welcome back to Not Straight Cast. And uh, yeah, man, that was an exciting first part of the show, huh? Yeah, you calmed down a little bit. I, I have. I usually <laughs> calm down in the second half of the show to the point where I think I start falling asleep. Oh, okay. So, well, I've, taken a, so I've taken a, a um, page from your book and I have coffee in front of me. 
Oh, nice. Well, yeah. if you want, I'll read this next article real slow, and no, I'll try. You don't have to. I'll no. try to use. I'll try to use my ASMR voice, <laughs> and and I'll, I'll I'll keep you awake. I'll, I'll use my <laughs> AMSR slurping on my coffee. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. I, Andrew, yeah, wait, wait, hang on. Let's we'll have a little coffee slurp contest here. Mm, yeah, that's not like you flushed the toilet. Oh, really? No, that was. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Anyways, go so ahead. Andrew Yang. We all remember Andrew Yang. I liked Andrew Yang because he wanted to give us all $1,000 a month or whatever. Well, I think that's why everybody liked Andrew Yang, plus math. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't know anything else about him, what his other policies were, but I wanted that $1,000 a month. Anyhow, I, he is the 2020 Democratic presidential contender who is running for mayor of New York City. And he apparently recently lost the endorsement of a prominent LGBTQ political group. Uh, in an interview Wednesday night, yeah. Yeah, you don't, in New York City, you don't want to piss off the gays. Right. You, know? <laughs> you want them on your side if you want to be the mayor. Right. So he did a live stream and uh, it was sort of like a public Zoom meeting uh, with the uh with the the political group the stonewall democratic club of new york city mm -hmm. and they didn't the things that he said didn't really sit well with them and one person said it was it was like he had never met a gay person in his life even though he kept reminding us people on his staff were gay uh and that was filmmaker oh. harris doran who attended the endorsement meeting as a member uh it was he said it was it was like tokenizing us and he added we're involved, smart people, and you can't show up like you haven't studied for the exam. We got the gays in our campaign. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> That's so, not what Andrew Yang sounds like. I'm saying everything as Joe Zotic's voice anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I uh, people tried to uh, – this is from NBC News, and NBC News tried to get a comment from uh, from the Yang campaign, but uh, they they didn't respond. Or they just uh, said math. Yeah, math. <laughs> so Yang enjoys high name recognition uh, in this crowded race, apparently. And early polling suggests he has a slight edge in the Democratic primary field. Yes. Uh, and of course, as we said, he's just as a reminder, he's the one that uh, promised everybody a monthly universal basic income of $1,000. Uh, but uh, Doran said Yang showed very little familiarity with the issues facing the LGBTQ crowd in New York, uh, community in New York, such as jobs and homelessness, but talked about going to a lesbian bar over and over. Uh, and Doran said he was talking to us like we were children or aliens, basically. I'm surprised he didn't play the song like Gay Bar behind them. Remember that song? Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> loved that gay song. Bar, gay Bar. Yeah. <laughs> lesbian Bar. Lesbian Bar. That that uh, that song had a great music video as well. Go it look did, it up. Yes. If you're listening mm -hmm. to this, go look it up after you listen to uh, after you listen to our podcast. But uh, so Yang apparently said during this uh, during this meeting, I genuinely do love you and your community. Uh, and Doran uh, posted a little bit of a video recording of his remarks uh, to his to his Twitter, uh, where Yang also said, uh, "You're so human and beautiful. You make New York City special. I have no idea how we ever lose to the Republicans, given that you are all, frankly, in like leadership roles." all over the democratic party he added you know so this brings up an important point here okay so yeah. you know he's losing the endorsement of the lgbtq group there yeah you know the um asian pacifically islanders new york's against andrew yang group mm -hmm. so asian and pacific islander new york against andrew yang that's such a mouthful yeah wow Anyways, apparently he had some, uh, Andrew Yang had some pro police policies in the wake of the calls for the widespread reform okay. of justice. So that group wasn't happy with him. So he lost that. However, Yang is at 22% okay. right now of uh, likely Democratic voters favoring him. The folks behind him at 13%, 11%. 
and then 7%. Right. Um, it looks like like he has the best chance right now, unless I'm not doing the math correctly, and they left out other candidates in this uh, whole entire <laughs> article there. Right. Well, it seems like this group is just not happy with with the social and race to, racial justice values. And the gays aren't happy with the way they're getting pandered to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So... I don't know. Andrew Yang, I, I liked you because of money, but uh, now that we're learning your values <laughs> and well, seeing you the know, way here's that you behave. Thing. I, I think probably what happened was, is that probably with him not being gay, he was mm-hmm. trying to make a good impression, except it kind of backfired on him. Right. It went in the wrong direction. It's not like he was saying bad things about gay folks. It was just the way that it, from, from what I'm seeing here, it was just the way he was saying I think saying he was it. trying too hard. Yeah. You know, because honestly, it's not whether, you know, you're liked by the candidate anymore it's more or less what are you going to do for us right and, and i think he kind of missed that point there instead of talking about the issues you know he was just trying to be like we love you you know yeah yeah absolutely and that's something that you it do happens. that's something that you do with somebody that you don't respect you talk down to them and you know things like that yeah and i think that's what folks felt like right was talk to us here in this case talk to us like we're adults tell us what your policies are tell us mm-hmm. you know uh, treat us like the intelligent people that we are. What Don't, are you going to do for the trans, bi, and exactly P- POC communities? I mean, yeah, don't. That's what don't people want to know. Don't spend uh, an hour telling us how cool you think we are. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and we're going to a bar with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Talking about interesting people here. Mm-hmm. Never do this. The world's first trans billionaire, Jennifer Pritzker has warned that she will likely move for a private family trust out of Nashville if Tennessee Republican lawmakers continue their ongoing tax on the rights of the LGBTQI individuals and communities throughout the enactment of discriminatory laws. So Pritzker, she's a retired U.S. Army Lieutenant Colonel, is on the Forbes billionaire list with a personal net worth of $2 billion. Oh, wow. So Pritzker's family started the Hyatt Hotels Group. Okay. And our warning is an empty threat. At a video news conference hosted by the Nashville LGBT Chamber of Commerce, Pritzker said that as a transgender woman, these unnecessary and hurtful laws are personal to me. So, uh, yeah, I mean, basically, you know, we've talked about in the past few episodes all these different LGBTQ bills. Yeah. So uh, Pritzker is not alone. Uh, Nissan North America, Amazon Dell, Pilot, Mars Pet Care, and Warner Music Group are among many other businesses that have been public in their objection and discuss that these archaic bills. Mm-hmm. So the problem is, yeah, is that these Republicans are like, oh, we're pro-business, but then they're passing these hateful bills, you know, just, and all they're doing is just harming the state. I mean, right. we talked about North Carolina last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they passed their bathroom bill. Yeah. What happened to North Carolina? They lost a bunch of businesses out of that. I mean, what in God's name makes them think that, hey, this is going to make us more business friendly? You know, <laughs> all, all, all it's going to do is that it's just going to create division. And that seems to be all that Republicans are good at. Right. Right. Similar to so. the, to the voting laws in Georgia. Right. And so, uh, Mississippi and Alabama and freaking, you know, what, 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 like what other state in the South can we name here at this point? All of Ugh. them, except Louisiana. You leave Louisiana alone. I love Louisiana. <laughs> Mardi Gras. Yeah. Then then oh, you have that going on down there. You know, it's like, okay. Oh, I love Louisiana. All of it. Not just, not just New Orleans. Lafayette and Baton Rouge. I've never been down there before yet. Oh, they Maybe have. Maybe I should go, huh? They have some great, amazing food. They have the best food on the planet. It's just, it's ridiculous. Hmm. But. Anyway, I'll, spe- I'll, I'll take the food at the pride parade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, you haven't lived until you've had a 20 ounce uh, bone in ribeye mm-hmm. with crawfish etouffee on top. That sounds good. Oh, it was so good. That's what I had for my birthday a number of years ago. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, switching over here real quick, hang on before I read this story, we're going to just have a little sip. That was good. I figure instead of just trying to hide it, I'm just going to publicly slurp my coffee and just bring attention to it. (laughs) Oh yeah. 
All right. So uh, there's a new limited series coming out. Uh, It's going to air on NBC, Peacock, and the USA Network. Yeah. And (laughs) it is a limited Tiger King series. So Uh, this is, yeah, this is going to be a recorded, scripted, I'm assuming parody or some sort of like uh, satire. Uh, or imagine satirical, take on it, yeah, you know something like that. But uh, it's going to star Kate McKinnon, who will play Carol Baskin. Oh God! And has just <laughs> cast John Cameron Mitchell to play the notorious Tiger King. What do you think about that? Well, he's from Hedwig and the Angry Hitch. She's the one who uh, I believe wrote that. Yeah, uh, for which he got a Golden Globe nomination. Yeah, um, but it's yeah, he, he he also directed a bunch of other movies. Yeah. But uh, Joe Exotic is just currently the working title of the show, and it's based on the Wondry podcast of the same name, hosted and reported by Robert Moore. Kate McKinnon, I tell you what, her star has been rising. She's oh very so talented. She is so talented. I I remember the very first time I saw her on Saturday Night Live. She was brand new and just in the background of a sketch. And I think it was the last year that Kristen Wiig was on the show. Mm. And when Kristen Wiig left, I was like, who is nobody's going to ever replace Kristen Wiig. Uh, And then Kate McKinnon just kept getting better and better. And she's a lesbian in the boot. So, hey, thank you for representing our community. Well, I think Kate McKinnon was on the big gay comedy show or big gay sketch Mm -hmm. show or something like that before SNL. Yes, she was. Yeah. It's fantastic. She's wonderful. No, and it's nice to be able to see people being able to live their authentic lives on the open, you know, and just, yeah, it proves, you know, as long as you're talented, you know, and you're funny, you know, you like anybody can make it on the show nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. So anywho, Jason, guess Joe? what time it is? Uh, 441. Yep. The non-straight cast moment of conclusion. Oh, that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got today? So in the category of uh, stupid straight people, <laughs> this is a good one. Okay. A gender reveal party triggered earthquake reports across state lines after a family used industrial quantities of explosives to announce their child's genitals to the world. Did we not learn our lesson? Yep. There's shattering explosion in a New Hampshire quarry rocked several nearby towns and could be heard as far as Massachusetts, police said. So after receiving multiple calls, officers rushed to the quarry where they found a group of people who had knowledge holding a gender reveal party with explosives. Oh my God. Thankfully, no injuries were reported, but the person who bought and detonated the explosives has turned himself into police. Officers watched the video of the reveal and can confirm that the child was a boy. <laughs> if anybody, <laughs> anybody cares. cares. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the source of the blast was around 80 pounds of tannerite, a legal explosive typically sold over the counter as a target for firearms practice. Okay? Wow. So for safety reasons, the manufacturer recommends a maximum of quantity of two pounds should be sold only to professionals, clearly to avoid straight cases of straight madness such as this straight madness yes okay <laughs> so okay so they recommend two pounds remember the source mm-hmm. of the blast was 80 pounds damn mm-hmm. kingston residents told nbc 10 in boston that the blast was unlike anything they've ever heard before and some reported property damage as the shock waves literally shook their homes and i'll use the wow. joe exotic voice because i didn't get a chance to use it on the joe exotic story yeah, go ahead. We heard this god-awful blast, <laughs> said Sarah Tangarelli, who lives in a home that abuts the quarry. Eight knock pictures off our walls. I'm all for stealing this and whatnot, but that was extreme. I will never financially recover from this. <laughs> it cracked the foundations of her neighbor's homes, added her husband, Matt Taglery. I don't know how that's right. You know. So, anyways, make it worse, okay? Yeah. There's also been unconfirmed reports of the explosives polluting the water supply, <laughs> turning the tap water brown. Uh. Yeah. So, you know, gender reveal parties are n- 
I mean, just the amount of crap that's happened to these things. Yeah. It's just absolutely amazing. Yeah. Why do people keep doing that? I think, I think my little sister did like a cake or something. You do a cake. If you, if you have right. got to celebrate the genitalia of your child, do a cake. Get a effing cake. Yeah. You don't know like what the color is going to be till you cut into it or, you know, something like right. that. Yeah. You know, Damn. there's been cases of plane crashes, arrests, a deadly pipe bomb explosion, and a thousand acre wildfire from freaking gender reveal parties. Yeah. Oh, my Why God. Why aren't that's... we making these against the law is my question. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't necessarily outlaw a gender reveal party, but the things that these people are doing at the gender reveal parties are definitely outside the law. They are peak, straight, white nonsense. Yes. Or as this article said, which is a new term that I would like to use, straight madness. Right. (laughs) (laughs) What's ironic in all this here is the inventor of gender reveal parties. Mm -hmm. She's now the proud mother of a gender nonconforming child. (laughs) And folks, that is going to wrap up this episode of Not Straight Cast. We want to thank you very much for listening and Make sure you visit us at notstraightcast.com where you can subscribe to us where all great podcasts are sold. Mm-hmm. Join us on Patreon. You get early access to all our shows, our bonus show, and more. You can also access us as well on Facebook and Twitter at NotStraightCast. And if you want to, get some merch in the notstraight.store and save 50% with that code JASON until May 31st. And uh, like we said, go to notstreetcast.com. All this stuff's on our website. We have our Discord, which we always keep forgetting to talk about. Oh, yeah. Well there. Make sure to join that. And uh, I yeah. do want to throw out here real quick one last thing. Sure. Uh, an extra special thank you to all of our Patreon supporters, the people that have bought merch off of our website. Absolutely. Special, special thank you to Rafe for joining the higher tier on Patreon. We very much appreciate your support. Absolutely. Absolutely. We love you all. And we want to thank you for listening and supporting Not Straight Cast. And we'll talk to you next week.